Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. From the field to the film room to the war room, we've got you covered every step of the way as the road to the draft starts right now on BGN Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of the BGN Draft Show, the first show of the 2024 draft cycle. I'm your host Shane Half and you can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at NFL. I'm joined today by my co-host and fellow draft enthusiast, Dives. Give him a follow on Twitter at Mr. Crockpot. And be sure to check out his podcast, Party on Broad, where Dives will be breaking down draft prospects every week, all season long. Dives, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, man. I, I, there are no words to express how excited I am to break down these guys. They're, they're way too early, my guys, man. Uh, but I love these guys. And uh, who knows? We could be dead wrong on these guys eight months from now. But I promise you, you're going to want to know who we're talking about today. Yeah, Dives guys are important to pay attention to because if I remember correctly, one of Dives guys last year was Tanner McKee. <laughs> now everyone in Philadelphia is riding the hype train of Tanner McKee, a throwback to last year's draft shows. Uh, so be sure and check those out uh, if you want some of those scouting reports. I'm also joined by my co-host on Chalk Talk. It is Mark Henry Jr. Give him a follow on Twitter at Mark Henry Jr. underscore. And be sure and check out his Tough Cover radio show every Saturday. Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I uh, I feel like uh, Dives, I, I really just want to clear out and let Dives cook. I might just like back out <laughs> right when we start and let Dives go top 10 and back out. But no, I'm joking. I I, uh, I definitely have a couple of these guys that are on my list that are primarily just because how much I loved them last year. And I'm hoping they build on that. Um, I definitely still have, some research to do to get on dives level up there. Yeah. Dives is far ahead of us. Uh, Mark, Mark and I focus a lot more on whole NFL stuff and Mark specifically with gambling stuff. Dives is all draft all the time. So we're playing catch up to dives. He's going to be our expert on this show, at least for the first part of the season. But today we are talking about uh, our top five Eagles draft targets for 2024. So just some guys we think could be in the Eagles range, some names that you can be looking for as you look, as you pick what college football games to uh, watch. And this is going to be a weekly show, but it's going to be a short show, 15 to 20 minutes, just to give you guys updates as we go. So uh, Dibes, I'm going to throw it to you here first. Give me your first Eagles target for this upcoming season. Number one has got to be Kalen King, cornerback out of Penn State. Penn State has never had a defensive back drafted in the first round, but I think King's going to change that, man. We're talking about a guy with elite and versatile skill set, incredible agility, uh, scheme diverse, uh, can play any system across the league. Uh, I love his projection at the next level, man. He's got really good size and he plays with physicality, zero penalties uh, last season. So he's got elite coordination, excellent tracking ability. Currently, I have Kool-Aid McKinstry as my uh, number one cornerback in this draft as of right now. And obviously, Penn State's season will go as far as Drew Aller takes them uh, this year. But I expect huge things out of Kalen King. 
uh, Chop Robinson, uh, Abdul Carter out of that Penn State defense. So I think Kalen King is the real deal and could really challenge the rights of CB1 in this draft. All right. So cornerback, uh, Mark, you watch a lot of Penn State, I think. Anything you want to add in there about King? Yeah, he's my number three guy that I had on my list, so I feel like I should just tag on here. I think his ball skills are great. I, I mean, the ball skills are just are, are really, really evident from a young age at this point. I mean, his sophomore year last year, he had three picks and 15 passes defense. Um, this is a guy who plays bigger than his size, it, it feels like, there at 5'11". But I, I'm, all, I'm skeptical a lot of corners who play at that height. Um, but I think he kind of transcends it. So I, I really, really like King. Um, he's one of the reasons I'm so high on Penn State going into this year. There's a lot of data on Kalen King, too, because a lot of teams didn't throw Joey Porter's way. A lot of it went towards Kalen King, and he showed up, and he showed up and then some. Uh, he really rose to the occasion in 2022. Huge expectation is in 2023. All right, I'm up next. I'm going to throw out uh, offensive tackle out of Alabama because the Eagles love to draft out of the SEC and they love to draft in the trenches. It's J.C. Latham. Uh, he was a five-star recruit. He played 142 snaps in 2021 for Alabama, mostly at right guard. In 2022, he played right tackle for over 800 snaps and he allowed zero sacks and only one hit. So uh, I don't know if you know a team that has a really good right tackle that's approaching retirement age, but I think the Eagles might be interested. He's a great mover for his size and a top-end pass blocker. I think he's a guy to keep an eye on. There's a couple tackles that are higher up that aren't going to get into the Eagles' range, but Latham could be there uh, when the Eagles are on the clock. Great athlete, uh, former basketball player. You look at the bend, the flexibility, uh, smooth, natural athlete, man. This, he's going to dominate the draft combine when it happens. Stoutland likes Alabama, man. Yeah, Ooh. he does. He does. Okay, Mark, give us one of your guys. Um, I'll start with my number one guy, and I think he's one of Shane's guys as well. And, you know, we, we can all dream. I mean, we can all – we can say things that have no actual possibilities of happening because we're so far away from the draft. So right now I'm going to put a linebacker on the list, and I'm going to talk about the linebacker in this draft, in my opinion. I think LB1 by far is Jeremiah Trotter Jr. I mean – what he was doing what last year was just so multifaceted. I mean, he's a guy who he, – he's a modern NFL linebacker. He's, he's exactly what you would want in 2023 uh, – or I guess 2024 when we'll be talking about him. Um, he's exactly what you would want in terms of a guy who can rush the passer, a guy who can play the run, a guy who can – Go out and cover. Like, it really does feel like he can do everything that you could want a linebacker to do. I mean, six and a half sacks, 89 tackles, two picks, one forced fumble, a good amount of passes defense for a linebacker. I mean, this is a guy I am absolutely in love with, and I can't wait to watch Clemson um, just to kind of track how he does all season long. Yeah, Trotter was on my list as well. Uh, he was this next guy I was going to talk about, so I'll talk about him here just briefly. Uh, Mark mentioned it. He can rush the passer and drop into coverage. He, he was the only Power 5 linebacker last year with an 80-plus PFF grade as a pass rusher and in coverage. He's got a high motor, and he's all over the field. Now, he's only six foot, 230, so he's smaller. Uh, he has limited ability to anchor against the run because of that. And he's probably doesn't have the bend to be like a full-time edge rusher, but 
He's a playmaker at linebacker, and because it's August, yes, we can dream about the Eagles having a playmaker at linebacker. So that's why I put him on my list as well. He's a must-watch. Uh, Clemson plays Duke week one, and Riley Leonard, a quarterback there for Duke, is a real high riser. Uh, so how he handles uh, Riley Leonard will be interesting, but he drops the X. I do not buy current players' jer- Eagles jerseys whatsoever, but if the Eagles draft him, and he, you see him in Kelly Green dropping the axe in Philadelphia, man. That is a must buy. <laughs> All right. Dives, throw us out another name here. Who's somebody else that Eagles fans should be watching on Saturdays? I, I'm looking at that slot position, man. Rome Adunze, a wide receiver out of Washington. Uh, great size. Uh, he, he's a junior. He uh, dominated in single coverage. Trailed only Marvin Harrison Jr. in that group. 605 yards last year. Just a complete three-level threat. Uh, when you watch the tape, man, he's a very fluid and smooth athlete. He's not necessarily a burner, uh, but he's a separator. Uh, he's a guy that can create separation with ease. Uh, right now, I have him as my wide receiver four uh, behind Harrison Jr., Emeka Buka, and Malik Neighbors out of LSU. But I expect this guy to have astronomical numbers uh, behind Michael Penix Jr. and his chase for the Heisman. Uh, I see this guy definitely as a back end of round one dude. And I would love to see this guy in the slot because I don't expect Quez to come back. Some team is going to give him more money than the Willings are, the Eagles are willing to commit. So for me, Roma Dunze. Exaggerations and half-truths aren't new in politics. But now with AI, people can create fake videos of candidates to sway your vote. I'm former U.S. Attorney Preet Bharara, and I've teamed up with technology expert and law professor Nita Farahani on my podcast, Stay Tuned with Preet, for a three-part miniseries, AI on Trial. Our second episode presents the hypothetical case of a hotly contested Senate race that is derailed when the leading candidate is accused of using AI to enhance his performance and hurt his opponent. How are we supposed to know when the technology becomes very difficult to validate something as truth or lies? Do existing laws, policies, and government agencies sufficiently safeguard the political process? Political speech is so tightly protected under First Amendment that it makes regulating in this space a real challenge. And what needs to happen to protect democracy in time for the real presidential election in November? When our elections are so close, where it comes down to nail-biting endings, a few voters here and there can really lead to differences in outcomes. The episode is out now. Search Stay Tuned with Preet wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Mark, I'll throw it to you here. Uh, I think that puts you up again. Who's another guy that you've got on your list? A guy that Dives just mentioned, and I'll stay at the same position, uh, receiver. And a lot of attention will be paid to Marvin Harrison Jr. all year long, and it should be. I mean, the guy is a historically good prospect, not just at the wide receiver position, But in general, as an NFL draft prospect, he's going to be that good this season. I think he's going to be that good as an NFL player. But don't let it kind of hide the fact that the number two receiver in this class also goes to Ohio State. I mean, they are just churning out wide receiver talent from Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave to Jackson Smith and Jigba to Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Egbuka. Um, I mean, he has he is a really, really good receiver, probably not on any of those level, honestly, like probably a step below all of those names. But that's not a slight against Egbuka. Those five names are probably five of the 
15 to 20 most talented guys in the NFL. But I think Ibuka could end up falling perfectly into a role with the Eagles as the number three kind of sliding into the slot there inside of uh, inside of A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. He obviously didn't play the slot that much last year. He kind of played both the slot and outside. Um, but he is an incredible, incredible route runner. 74 catches, 1,200 yards, and 10 touchdowns. He seems to also be a really good red zone target. Um, he's a guy who kind of finds his way to get open in, in short areas in the red zone. So um, separation matters just as much in the red zone as it does in terms of getting open looks deep. So I like Agbuka a lot. He's another guy I'll be watching. Even even though Marvin Harrison Jr. will definitely double the amount of coverage he gets literally on the field and figuratively in terms of the media. All right. Uh, I'm going to go to uh, both a position group and a team that the Eagles like to draft from. Uh, I'm going to go to Georgia. We're going to talk about another offensive lineman in Cedric Van Pran. Uh, 6'4", 310 pounds. He was a four-star recruit. He's a 28-game starter at center for Georgia. In those 28 games, he's given up one sack, and he's given up 16 hurries. Now, you might say, why would the Eagles draft a center? They just drafted a center, Cam Jurgens. Well, I don't remember. I don't know if you remember when the Eagles just drafted a center in Landon Dickerson, who then played guard and stayed at guard. And if you rewind a little further, I don't know if you remember when they drafted another guy that was going to be a center in Isaac Sayamalo. The Eagles have been trying to replace Jason Kelsey for like eight years now, and he just keeps not retiring and playing at a high level. But eventually, Kelsey's going to retire. Cedric Van Pran could be a great guy to plug in, especially if Cam Jurgens thrives at right guard. Uh, he is a smart player. He is a good mover in the run game. He's not Jason Kelsey, but he's a good mover. Uh, but don't mistake that as me saying he's a finesse player. He is a mauler in the running game. And so he would be a fun guy to watch on this offensive line. I think that's a, definitely a direction the Eagles could look to go. Number one center in college football right now. And we all know how I feel about falling in love with good center prospects. <laughs> well, Shane, the thing that I have to say is it's just not very realistic for the Eagles to draft a player from Georgia. We all know that that's just <laughs> – that's Never just good. not in their MO. Yeah, I mean, and they don't draft linemen either, so it's probably a pipe dream. All right, Dibes, uh, throw us out another name on your list. Uh, I want to talk about a, a really fun one. He is Kingsley Suamata'ia, uh, an offensive tackle out of BYU. Uh, you guys know I'm a trenches guy. I know how he always has his eye on these dudes. Former five-star recruit, six foot six, 315 pounds, wide, dense frame, excellent athlete. He's moving to left tackle to replace Blake Freeland, who absolutely destroyed the combine. Uh, I, I know uh, he, he's very raw, but uh, his tools are through the roof, and so are Suamata Ia's. Uh, there's good news and bad news with Kingsley. Uh, the, the bad is that BYU uh, makes their Big 12 debut this year, and BYU's defense is in the middle of a rebuild. Uh, it is a bad defense, to be honest. And But the good news is you're going to get a lot more tape uh, of Kingsley going up against better edge rushers like the Barrett, um, Baron Sorrels and things like that. So uh, right now I have uh, Fashanu and Joel as that elite tier. Then I have him just a tier below that with Kingsley being uh, a tier below that. So I think this guy is definitely in the cards right now at the back end of round one. And if he's available in the first round, I think the Eagles snag him up and I'm doing backflips. All right. 
Heavy, heavy offensive line tendencies here. Uh, Mark, do you have an offensive line for us? A lineman for us? Who's your next guy here? I don't. I stayed away from the offensive line because you sickos uh, I knew would put a bunch of O-linemen on there. So I tried to I tried to go a little sexy with, with my with my uh, positions instead of instead of the big, big maulers. OK, well, who's your next guy on your list then? I'll go back to corner. Um, and I, I debated whether or not we should do this. And you guys told me to kind of go ahead and, and talk about him. And it's a good point. A lot of the times we assume a guy is going to be a top five pick in the preseason. And then, you know, how many times have we seen a guy underperform and not even go in the first round after we think he's going to go that high? So um, cough, I'm going to go off. What was what did you say? Did cough Eli Ricks cough? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Last year was considered a first round pick and then went UDFA and he's now in Philadelphia getting pick sixes in the preseason. So you never know what could happen. It's happened to a couple linebackers at Alabama too, Christian, uh, Christian Harris. I know Henry Totoa. Um, and so I'll, I'll I'll stick at Alabama and maybe it'll happen again. But Kool Aid McKinstry um, is the guy that I'll bring up. I mean, this guy just has incredible, incredible instincts at the cornerback position. Plays really, really fast, um, and, and he's played big games at a high level for two years now at, at Bama. Um, Thirty-five tackles, one pick, fifteen passes defense. I'm not sure if he has tremendous ball skills. Like I, I think with Kalen King, I have Kalen King above him because I think I feel better about Kalen King's ball skills, even if he is two inches shorter than McKinstry. Uh, but I do like McKinstry a lot. We've seen McKinstry go against the best receivers that the country has to offer in, in the SEC at, at Alabama. So um, McKinstry feels like he's playing an NFL level already. Uh, and obviously there's some things to refine this year. Um, but as long as it's not a huge letdown season, I'd be surprised to see this guy not be someone that we're talking about in the offseason. Plug and play. Plug and play is mm -hmm. the, the thing with Kool-Aid. And he's got one of the highest floors in this draft. So he's going to be drafted very high. One of the greatest names of all time also. Easy. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a great name for sure. All right, that puts me back up. I'm going to stick in the trenches, but we'll flip sides of the ball here. I'm going to go with interior defensive lineman Leonard Taylor III out of Miami. Uh, he was also a five-star recruit. Uh, he played 329 snaps last season at Miami. He had 18 run stops and 25 pressures and four sacks. So um, he is powerful at the point of attack, and he has rare bursts for his size. He's a pretty good pass rusher. Uh, Probably he's a better pass rusher than he is a run stuffer, which is kind of nice when you already have a defensive line that features a guy like Jordan Davis. And so, you know, Fletcher Cox is uh, riding off into the sunset before too long. It's probably his last year in Philadelphia. The Eagles just lost Javon Hargrave. And yes, they got Jalen Carter. Howie Roseman doesn't think you can have too many defensive linemen. So uh, Leonard Taylor III would be a slam dunk pick as an interior pass rusher. Uh, if he were to fall to the Eagles there. So he's another guy that fans should keep an eye on this season. They cannot take a defensive tackle in the first round. <laughs> they can't do it three straight years. I, I love Jalen Carter. Um, but, yeah, that would be insane, in my opinion. I'll just say that. I, will re I remember Mark saying they can't take a defensive tackle in the first round two years in a row. Well, no, Jalen <laughs> Carter transcends that. We all knew that. Jalen <laughs> Carter. I was saying that about, like, Brian Brzee and Kalijah McCansey. Yeah. Who knows? Le Leonard, he might end up up there. Leonard Taylor, well, generational. Yeah. We might get there. I'm not saying he's generational. I hate that. But okay, Dives, throw us out another name here. 
All right, I'm going to go uh, to the Big Ten junior Colson linebacker. Uh, I, I think this is one of the most, more fun stories of any prospect in this year's group. He was born in uh, Haiti. Uh, after his father passed away, he was seven years old and adopted. He moved to Tennessee at the age of nine. Uh, he tells this story that a Michigan hat was the first thing he saw when he came to the U.S., and now he's a starting linebacker for arguably the best defense in college football. Just a guy that oozes potential. Last year was this first year starting for Michigan and just blew everything up, man. Uh, has one of the lowest missed tackle percentages in the class. A rangy run defender. Uh, I think this guy's going to climb the draft boards uh, throughout the 2023 season. This is the guy to know. He's bigger than Trotter. Uh, he can. He's a, he's a great run defender. He's, he's not necessarily a bigger playmaker than Trotter, uh, but when it comes to athletic athleticism i think he checks off a lot of boxes junior colson is going to be a household name uh if michigan is is as good as i expect them to be and they're they're damn good all right mark you're up throw me out another name here uh, another name at edge here we mentioned one name from washington and there i mean washington's got a lot of names to, to watch out for Ooh. when you go through it they're going to be a fun team to to watch this year, but I'm going to go with an edge from Washington in Braylon Trice. Um, he he is a guy who the other four names, to be quite honest, the uh, you know the Trotters, the Bukers, the Kings, the McKinstries, those are guys I know from last year, and those are guys that I know from watching uh, those teams a lot last year. In terms of Braylon Trice, this is a guy who, in my research, I'm watching tape and I'm watching. Uh, and I'm reading stuff that I'm I'm falling in love with, with the way that this. You guys know my type when it comes to the yeah. edge rushers, and he's not the six 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 seven guys that 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 I generally do go crazy for. Um, but the elite production when it comes to rushing the passer, and it's not just like box score production. You watch him on tape, and he's a wrecker. I mean, he's a game wrecker in the pocket. Uh, it seems like he just gets around you. He gets inside you. He plays strength off the edge. I mean, he he really, really just does everything I'd want to see from an edge rusher. So uh, I can't wait to watch him this year. Now that uh, now that I'm aware of his game. Yeah, he's also on my list. He had he had 67 pressures on 557 snaps last year. That's just incredible. Uh, eight sacks. He he's a high motor guy, powerful straight line rusher. I will say he doesn't have a lot of bend, uh, which is kind of a negative, but he's more of a bull rusher type of guy off of the edge. And uh, Brandon Graham replacement. Let's go. Uh, his, his, his teammate on the other side on the, the, the defensive line is also one of the best edge rushers in the Pac-12, and he has an epic name. It is Zion Tupaola Fetui. So say that 10 times fast. I don't even think I can say that once if I'm being honest. <laughs> One, one more stat. Braylon Trice had a win rate of 28% on 300 pass rush snaps last year. The next highest guy that's returning to college this year was at 23.5%. So he is Beast. like over 4% better uh, than the next guy. Beast. All right. That was my last one. Uh, Dibes, throw us out another name here. Uh, a guy that I really like, uh, one of the most versatile defensive backs in college football, Cooper DeGene. Uh, cornerback out of Iowa. Some project him to be a safety at the next level, but that's not because he can't play outside at corner, man. He's uh, six foot one, 209 pounds. Uh, arguably the best playmaker in this draft is Cooper DeGene. Uh, his 
tape is unbelievable, making over-the-shoulder catch or interceptions, returning pick sixes. Uh, this guy is all over the football. He's also an elite punt returner. Uh, this guy just moves like a running back with the ball in his hands. Uh, I, right now I had him uh, rated as the seventh best player in the Big Ten, third best defensive back in the 2024 class. I have no idea how Iowa's offense is going to look in 2023, uh, but Iowa's defense continues to just pump out these guys. And I think Cooper DeGene would be a fantastic fit for that safety position right next to Reed Blankenship uh, for the Midnight Green. I have a feeling Iowa's D or offense in 2023 is going to look about the same as it did in 1923. (laughs) All right, Mark, uh, bring us home here. Who's the last guy on your list? I I went through my five. Oh, is that? Oh, yeah, because we double dipped on one. So you hit the first time around. All right. So there you go. That is dives. I got all five years in, right? Yep. We're good. Okay. Just making sure. Uh, I got my order a little mixed up here on the graphics, but there you guys have it. Uh, you guys asked for it. You and G- you seem to enjoy the BG and draft shows last year. Uh, asked if we could get started earlier this year. So we're going to be coming to you guys with short episodes, 15, 20 minutes each week, uh, recapping the biggest matchups of the week before, previewing upcoming weeks. Uh, this is probably one of our longer shows, at least until we get into the off season, because we wanted to give you some names and some guys that you could be watching for in two weeks when college football kicks off. So uh, Dibes, you're the draft guy. I'm going to give you the floor here. Do you got any other final thoughts, any quick takes you want to fire out? No, it's just an amazing year in college football. Uh, it is extremely deep at several positions. Uh, I think the talent uh, speaks for itself, whether it's quarterback, uh, running back, uh, wide receiver. It goes on and on and on. Uh, it's going to be a really fun year, and I'm excited. I'm just honored to join you guys at BGN Radio and follow my show, uh, Party on Broad. We cover the NFL draft every single week. Uh, we've covered over 100 uh, prospects already for the 2024 NFL draft, so if you love draft, go check that out. All right. Thank you guys for joining us for this episode of the BGN Draft Show. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you get every single show on the BGN feed, the instant reaction shows, the EPA podcast, BGN radio, all of it right here in one feed. Uh, You can check us out on Twitter. I'm at Shane Half NFL. Dibes is at Mr. Crockpot and Mark is at Mark Henry Jr. We will catch you guys next week for another episode of the BGN draft show.